Hi everybody, welcome to Building a Giraffe, or Building the Giraffe, a Primer. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Kaiser. And so we figured because uh, this is the second season, and um, if you didn't listen to the first one, you're jumping in now, or maybe you only listen to certain episodes of the show, uh, you might sort of wonder what the backstory is to it. Um, so we decided we would do just a short little primer, basically, to tell you sort of the cliff's notes of what's going on in the background of these episodes outside of the explanation of the movie itself. The movie itself is like obvious. I think you can get that if you just listen to the episode, right. but it's the things surrounding it, the trappings of what we're doing here on this show that I think are confusing sometimes to people, but that's what we're here to clear up. So, uh, the basic premise of the show is that, um, sometime last year, uh, Kaiser and I went to, uh, Japan. We ended up, um, Walking into what we thought was a museum uh, for video games, but it turned out it was actually just a large claw machine, the floor of a large claw machine, you know, where the stuffed animals usually reside. But this was a, a large enough to be a building that a human being could walk into. Yeah, and so the, the issue was is that uh, as we were walking in, we got picked up. Uh, Justin actually was uh attacked uh, chosen by the claw mm -hmm. the claw grabbed me and then mm -hmm. i was like well obviously i'm not gonna let my friend get taken away because yeah. i didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah. so i grabbed on as well what we didn't know is that this was you know a real uh like it's a people crane game yeah. where eccentric billionaires can uh, choose the people who walk into this building and they get them for life yeah uh, but the thing was, is because this guy got a twofer by picking both of us up, um, it sort of nullified the the contract he had, so he sort of had to make a new one. And the, what he did in that, in order to keep us as his servants, of, as you know, as such, for lack of a better word, I guess, there's not really... Indentured servants, yeah. yeah. Um, he decided <laughs> that what we would do, because he's an eccentric billionaire, is that we would, and he loves movies, even though... Oh. You know, it doesn't seem like he does based on our description. But um, he, he loves He movies. does. He said that's what he loves. And he said that he wanted us to, every week, pitch him movies. So now, in the first season, we lived in his eccentric million or billionaire castle. Mm -hmm. At least what we thought was a castle. Um, it looked like a castle from the inside. Mm -hmm. Yes, but you can see how we would be confused because not seeing the outside. Right. And almost anything with a, a lot of stones in it can look like a castle on the inside. Right. So... Um, basically we, from week to week, we would pitch movies to him to make sure, you know, to try to get out of this indentured servitude. Um, that's the basic goal of the show. Right. Uh, we also have introduced the idea that every single one of the movies that we pitch has to include Daniel Day Lewis, the actor. Right. So that's another part of our contract is that. TJ Moneybags, our malefactor yeah. mm -hmm. or slash owner, yes. has bought Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, as you know, is retired from all filmmaking. And so because of that, uh, TJ Moneybags just bought him up. He was like, well, I mean, I can give you a nice sunset years. Uh, maybe we'll put you in one more film that mm -hmm. kind of ties into what we're doing. Yeah. So TJ Moneybags thought that we, he can combine both together and knock this out right. and have the greatest blockbuster of all time. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the other stipulation about Daniel Day-Lewis is that he has to play every character in every movie that we put him in as his character from the Phantom Thread. Now, you'll hear us in the show 
say that we think the character from the Phantom Thread is named the Phantom Thread. Right. We know in real life that isn't the case. It's just very funny (laughs) to us to refer to him as simply the Phantom Thread. We know that's not the case, but it is very, that's one of the things. So that's a built-in joke for us. It's something that we really enjoy, and we hope that you also enjoy it. And it's also a very easy way to refer to Daniel Day-Lewis without having to say his name every time. Right, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis this, Daniel Day-Lewis that. Yeah. Or just the Phantom Thread's there. Right. He's doing this, yeah. So that's another one of the things. We also have introduced in some way uh, that TJ Moneybags has some sort of supernatural powers. Yes. He has brought back Hank Williams Sr. from the grave. As a ghost. We don't know where Hank Williams Sr. is at this point. We just know he was in, he was going to be made some songs for this movie we were going to make. And that's really about it as of yeah. this point. Yes, he has black magic power. So yeah. I think it's really necromancy is the power. Mm-hmm. He also has, uh, as is referenced several times, uh, weird esoterra mm-hmm. inside of his. I guess throne room yeah, where we go to, right. uh, to pitch, pitch the ideas yeah. and you don't hear the pitches because you only get to hear the, the aftermath of them, the next episode, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like what he said to us, I don't know if we're ever going to introduce him as a character, but maybe we will at some point, but we'd really have to find somebody with a fairly, a fair amount of talent to play him yes. where it wouldn't come up as super fucking annoying to listen to. That's true. Um, <laughs> so just to also bring up uh, you guys to speed, the things that we have introduced in uh, TJ Moneybag's throne room is Keith Richards' smoking hand, mm-hmm. um, a glass uh, case full of eyeballs. That we but, don't know if they're real eyeballs or fake eyeballs, but they are imbued with some power that always uh, ends up <laughs> hypnotizing Kaiser or putting him in some kind of trance or maybe transporting him to a different plane altogether. We haven't, we'll cover that at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, um that's the thing as well. So I ne- I always have no recollection of mm-hmm. how the meeting went down and Justin has to fill me right. in afterwards. There's al- there's also uh, a lot of taxidermy in there that we've, we've yeah. kind of covered, but not... Fighting taxidermy. Right. They're so... all, it's all action poses of dead animals that have <laughs> weapons in their hands. Uh, so we're trying to make sure that you understand that this is truly an eccentric. This right. man... He has the original Magna Carta. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Uh, we don't know where he got it from. We all, He also has a magical safe that he keeps our contract in that we're not allowed to ever see it. Um, oh, he, he owns Domino's Pizza? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Pizza, pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah. He owns Pizza mm-hmm. Hut. Um, pizza. Yeah, because of our fascination with the Mikhail Gorbachev Pizza Hut uh, thing that happened, you can, of course, look that up at your leisure. Um, but he owns Pizza Hut, and that's all we eat is Pizza Hut. And then um, we also have dial-up here. Uh, yes. So we do have an actual email address, and I don't know if that's the reason you haven't sent us anything is because you think it's not a real email address, but it is for sure real. It right. is building the giraffe at AOL.com. You can send an email to that. We will guaranteedly answer it. Yes. Um, and uh, But Kaiser registered that because, first of all, it's very funny. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> uh, it, it makes sense with the dial-up thing. Um and then, obviously, if you want to go forward to the end of the first season, if you haven't listened to it, um, we ended up under attack by government agents of some sort at That's the castle. Right. And then we were forced, uh, as we explained, we had to move the castle to an oil rig in the middle of the ocean to and, international waters. And there's a base at the bottom on the mm-hmm. there's a base on the ocean floor where the oil rig uh, is drilling. Yeah. Well, no longer because it's it's right. a defunct oil rig. Mm-hmm. 
So he's bought that, and uh, we moved to that, and that's where season two picks up. Um, so you can go ahead and listen to that because the first episode's already out. So uh, enjoy that. But we'll continue doing this. It'll be every week. But this is the second season, and it'll be 15 episodes long. I think every season's going to be yeah. 15 episodes. But uh, we thank you so much for listening. Please continue to listen. Yes, um, please. We'll have more information in the future, obviously. And uh, please continue trying to keep up with whatever things we make up as far as the story that surrounds <laughs> this goes. But uh, please enjoy the second season, and we'll continue working on it. And uh, we will see you soon. I'm Justin. I'm Kaiser. Thanks for listening. Bye.